the captain still commanded them. If anything, he seemed more archaic, more inscrutable and cruel. His Anani garb, which was tattered before, had been reduced to black-stained rags. His shield, which he wore slung over his back, sported innumerable dents and clefts. But his authority, like everything else, had been transformed by their passage, not so much eroded as superimposed over other possibilities. Events had sorted them. Sarl was the primary example. Once the mouthpiece of the captain, he now skulked in the rear of their ragged line, his eyes fixed on his drunken steps, his fingers picking at the scabbed remnant of the wound on his cheek. Periodically he would cackle, a sharp, glutinous sound that jarred the others from their marching reveries. He spoke to no one, content to endlessly mutter to himself, nonsense about seeing hell mostly. Once or twice a day he would begin barking about the coffers. The slog of slogs! Yes! Yes! The few glances he spared his captain were filled with wounded terror. If the decimated company had yet possessed a second, it was Galian. The Nancer had emerged almost unscathed from Kill Argus, a tribute to his luck and a boost to his prestige. Aside from soldiers, no one understood the importance of luck quite so profoundly as scalpers. Galian, along with Paquas and Zongus, had become a nucleus of sorts, a kind of conspiracy of the sane within the greater company. Strangely enough, they found their power in keeping their counsel. When the captain described this or that course of action, the skin-eater's eyes inevitably turned to the Nanser columnary. Almost without exception, Galian would pause for the sake of words unspoken, then nod his head-eye. He was never so foolish as to contradict the captain, and the captain was never so foolish as to provoke his contradiction. As always, Zongus ranged ahead, continually trotting where everyone save Cleric trudged. Were it not for his hunting skills, the expedition would have almost certainly perished. Paquas, his scalp gruesome with clotted blood, rarely ventured from Galian's side. Every dusk the three would find a place apart from the others, gnaw sorcery-cooked meat, and trade murmurs. Zongus was always glancing about, fingers combing his slight, jecky beard his almond eyes sorting his surroundings, even as he spoke or listened to his comrades. He rarely laughed. Paquas invariably ministered to his great tulwar, sometimes praying as he did so. Something in his voice continually seemed to swing about the possibility of outrage, like a drunk nursing grudges. His laughter typically boomed. Galian always seemed to be sitting between them, even though their little triangle possessed no center. The former columnary was forever scraping the stubble from his chin. He seemed to watch his scalper brothers to the exclusion of the world, his eyes as keen as an alarmed father's. His laughter was always silent. For whatever reason, Soma and Sutadra found themselves on the outside of this impromptu cabal. The gaunt Kyanin, Sutadra, remained silent and watchful the same as before, though an intensity had crept into his eyes that was almost audible. He looked like a man hanging on the words of his wife's murderer, waiting for a confession. Soma was perhaps the least changed, the one most inclined to speak and act in the old ways. 
and true to form, the Nilnameshi cast noble seemed utterly oblivious to the distrust that he incited in his comrades. Nothing should be the same after Kilogis. The surviving Galioth formed another small faction, one that was once more mutinous and more complacent. If they were more liable to bellyache, or worse yet, openly question the expedition, then they were more inclined to shrink from the scalding chill of the captain's gaze. For whatever reason, the underworld trial had exacted the heaviest toll from them. Wannard's injuries, which he took to hiding like a wounded dog, had become septic. He marched with the flat-eyed look of someone who simply carried himself from place to place, without wit or comprehension. Hammeron continually cried out in his sleep, and seemed to sob as much as breathe over the course of the day.